Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. This episode contains distressing themes, explicit language and descriptions of violence. This podcast is intended for a mature audience. Listener caution is advised. They Walk Among Us is part of the Acast Creator Network. Spanning an area that covers almost 6,000 acres, Epping Forest is a large expanse of ancient woodland extending from Essex to East London. It's the ideal place for those wishing to escape city life. A peaceful and convenient location gives rise to its apt nickname, Cockney Paradise. In such a vast space, walking and hiking trails have emerged, adding to its popularity. That said, during the late autumn of 1975, Epping Forest became a less desirable place to walk the family dog or go for a run. Over the course of a month, there were several incidents when a streaker exposed himself to young girls. The community were on edge, but they soon discovered something far more sinister was lurking in the dense woodland. Welcome to They Walk Among Us, a podcast dedicated to UK true crime. This is the 26th in a series of bonus episodes. Forty-eight-year-old Margaret Lightfoot and her husband Roy lived on Connaught Road in Loughton, Essex. The area was known to attract the middle class, 
because of the town's large detached homes just a stone's throw from Epping Forest. The Lightfoots lived in a five-bedroom property that adjoined some woodland. It suited the family perfectly, especially Margaret who enjoyed an early morning walk with their Airedale dog, Tessa. Roy had done well for himself. He made partner for an architectural firm on Palmerston Road in Buckhurst Hill. Margaret had been a stay-at-home mother, looking after their two daughters, Patricia and Susan. The girls had since flown the nest, but they knew their parents were only just a phone call away. Margaret used her spare time to help volunteer for local charities. The Lightfoots were well respected and trusted by neighbours. Margaret was fondly referred to as the hub of the family, with her daughter Susan describing Margaret as a wonderful, loving person with a large circle of friends. It was a cold autumn day on November 24th when around 1pm Margaret Lightfoot pulled on her winter coat and took her beloved dog Tessa out for a walk in the woods. Tessa danced around her owner's feet as Margaret clipped the lead onto her collar. Her daughter Susan was coming over for dinner that evening and Margaret had started to prepare the meal before leaving for the walk. Margaret and Tessa set off into the woods. Strangely, sometime after they left the property on Connaught Road, Tessa was seen by another dog walker running loose in Epping Forest. The dog appeared frantic and followed the walker for some time before darting off into the dense woodland. The woman was worried about the animal, assuming it must have somehow got away from its owner. She scanned the forest for several moments with no success, so she began walking back to the car park, where she told the fellow dog walker what had happened. The woman suggested they keep an eye out for the dog and try to catch it if possible. As night fell, Roy Lightfoot returned home from work. He closed the door behind him, and anticipated hearing the delicate sound of the dog's paws on the floor as Tessa came to greet him. But instead the home was eerily silent. Roy called out to Margaret but received no response. The property was evidently empty. It was not like Margaret to be out for a walk alone at night, but Roy assumed she must have lost track of time and would be home soon as Tessa was also not in the house. Roy switched the lights on and walked into the kitchen, where he saw that dinner was half prepared on the countertop. Roy's fleeting concern quickly turned into something more serious when Tessa appeared in the front garden alone. She was wearing her collar, but her lead and Margaret were noticeably absent. Roy wondered whether Tessa had somehow broken free, and he expected his wife to barge through the door at any minute, 
muttering under her breath that Tessa had run off. Perhaps the lead's clasp broke, leaving Margaret trying to find the dog in the dark. But the minutes continued to trickle by, and Margaret was still not home. Roy was now beginning to panic. He picked up the phone and reported his wife missing. One of his neighbours informed Roy and the police that he had seen Margaret walking Tessa in the direction of Epping Forest, but that was hours ago. However, at least this information gave the police a starting point, and they went into Epping Forest in the direction Margaret would have travelled. The night sky was pitch black, and the officers could see nothing in front of them without the assistance of their flashlights. The police were joined by a number of concerned locals who had caught wind of the disappearance, wanting to assist in any way they could. More and more people joined the search. Numerous beams of light from the handheld torches illuminated the woods, and shouts of Margaret's name filled the air. Sadly, despite the search party's best efforts, there was no trace of Margaret Lightfoot. By 2am, the police cooled off the search. It was a long, sleepless night of tossing and turning for Roy, Susan and Patricia, as their thoughts were plagued by theories as to where Margaret might be. As soon as dawn broke, the family and officers from the Essex Constabulary were back at Epping Forest, searching once more for Margaret Lightfoot. They kept an eye out for any evidence that could point them in the right direction, such as an item of clothing or Tessa's lead. That same morning, sniffer dogs were drafted in to search the dense woodland. Shortly before 6.30am, one of the dogs picked up a scent. With its nose to the ground, it took off in the direction of the outskirts of Epping Forest. It was sniffing the area excitedly near Nursery Road in Loughton, around a quarter of a mile from where Margaret lived with her husband. The dog then abruptly stopped and began to bark, indicating that it had found precisely what it was searching for. A group of police officers followed the sniffer dog into a dense thicket of woodland. There they finally found Margaret Lightfoot, although tragically, she was dead. Margaret was naked, apart from a pair of socks. Crumpled underneath her body were her Wellington boots. A dog lead was wrapped tightly around her neck. The area was contained with crime scene tape while Margaret's body was transported to the pathologist's office to be examined. A cut was found on her hand and there was clear evidence that she had received a blow to the head. A post-mortem confirmed that Margaret Lightfoot had been strangled to death.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. This episode of They Walk Among Us is brought to you in association with Centair. Ever entered a seemingly perfect space only to feel like something was missing? That's where Centair comes in. With over three decades of experience, Centair leads the scent marketing industry, scenting resorts, retail outlets, event spaces and more, partnering with major brands like Westin Hotels and Snap Fitness. Chances are you've already encountered their fragrances firsthand. And now Centair is offering you a luxury fragrance experience in the comfort of your home. Visit Centair.com to explore their online store and infuse your spaces with unforgettable scents. Centair diffusers are sleek and fill your space with vivid fragrance for up to 300 hours. And the Centair app lets you schedule your fragrance and control your intensity right from your phone. What's more, all of Centair's more than 60 fragrances are phthalate-free, cruelty-free, safer families and EcoVad is certified sustainable. Differentiate your space with scent. Try luxury home fragrance trusted by the pros by going to scentair.com and using promo code AMONGUS for an extra 25% off your first order. That's promo code AMONGUS for an extra 25% off your first order at scentair.com. The Essex Constabulary wasted no time before appealing for information from the public. A missing person inquiry swiftly transformed into a murder investigation. Almost instantly, detectives heard from the woman who had spoken with the dog walker in the car park, who had seen the Lightfoot's dog, Tessa. One police officer commented to the media, This woman, whose conversation has been reported to us, was probably one of the people nearest to the scene when the crime was committed. As detectives attempted to track this woman down, they were looking at the specifics of the crime scene. While Margaret had been found naked, none of her clothing had been ripped or torn. 
They looked at this evidence in tandem with the evidence of the cut to Margaret's hand and theorised that Margaret's killer had been armed with a knife and with the weapon they had threatened her to undress. The Wellington boots found underneath Margaret's body were analysed for fingerprints, but unfortunately none were usable. This was not the first time in recent memory the constabulary had been investigating a crime in Epping Forest. Within the past month, there had been a streaker running through the dense woodland. He had been spotted in the same area where Margaret Lightfoot's body was discovered. He had bolted through the forest and exposed himself to a group of young girls taking a lunch break while horseback riding. The police were not sure the incidents were connected, but it was an angle they were looking into. Superintendent John McFadgen announced to the public, This has happened to the girls riding through there on at least three or four occasions recently, and before this murder we were already keeping observation to catch this man. We are obviously anxious to resolve this particular matter. It is possible that this man has now turned into a killer. The response from the public was overwhelming. A handful of women informed the police that they too had been victim to this streaker and he was still operating in the days leading up to Margaret's murder. In an attempt to generate some leads, the police retraced Margaret Lightfoot's route through the forest. They filmed a reenactment, hoping to jog someone's memory, someone who had been in or around the woodland that day. The leads were few and far between, so the police took a different approach. They released a photograph of how Margaret looked on the day of the murder and asked if anybody had seen her in Epping Forest, would they please get in touch as soon as possible. By December 1975, 80 people who were in Epping Forest on November 24th had spoken with the police about their movements, including the dog walker who had been followed by Tessa. Unfortunately, not a single person could recall seeing Margaret Lightfoot in the woodland. There were a handful of people, however, who recalled seeing strange men in Epping Forest in the lead-up to the murder. Shortly before Christmas, the police asked the ATI witnesses to come to a church hall in Loughton to be shown the composite sketches of five potential suspects but none could be identified. In early January, the police decided to release a photo fit of a man they wanted to speak to regarding the murder of Margaret Lightfoot. They confirmed it was an image of the streaker. The photo fit depicted a man with short dark hair, a dark moustache, a slim face and high cheekbones. He was described as being between 30 to 40 years old and standing at around 5 feet 7 inches tall. He wore a black or navy blue donkey-type jacket 
and khaki-coloured trousers, speaking with a London accent. The release of the photo fit referred to the man as a forest hopper, a local name for, quote, perverts who lurked in the forest. Detective Inspector Peter Wilton said, We think this man might be frequenting other forest areas, and we think the man might be responsible for other attacks in the area. It might be that other women haven't bothered to report them to us. Frustratingly, no one identified the suspect. By June 1976, it had been seven months since Margaret Lightfoot's murder. The police were no closer to finding the suspect than they were on day one. That same month, the police warned women about venturing into Epping Forest. An intense fear engulfed the residents of Loughton, as it was suggested that Margaret's killer might strike again. The months gave way to years, and Margaret's loved ones moved on with their lives as best they could. The fact that Margaret's killer was still out there and justice had not been served constantly played on their minds. The Essex Constabulary did all they could to try and find the killer. Still no one had put forward any names for the composite sketches of the five unknown men nor had anyone identified the photo fit of the streaker. Each tip that had come in only led to a dead end. However, 22 years after Margaret Lightfoot's body was found, a person of interest in the cold case emerged. John Childs was a hitman and serial killer from East London who had learned to kill in the army. By 1997, he was serving a life sentence for a series of contract killings despite the fact no bodies had ever been recovered. In an interview with The People, Childs said, It was just business. It was a dirty job and lucratively paid for the amount of time you had to undergo unpleasantness. From behind bars, John Childs had struck up a friendship with Sandra Watson, who had asked the Prison Reform Trust to find her a pen pal. She was assigned to Childs, and over time he began to confess to a string of other murders he was never convicted of. He has told me terrible things that made me nearly throw up, Sandra Watson said to a reporter for the News of the World. While divulging details of the murders he had allegedly committed, John Childs told Sandra that he had murdered one of his victims, Robert Brown, because Brown had murdered Margaret Lightfoot and then tried to blame him. Childs said to Sandra, We stuck him in my bath, and I cut the clothes off him. I then used every knife, sword, chisel, screwdriver, bayonet, and hunting arrow in my home to stab the slimy bastard with it. When I'd finished, he not only looked like a pincushion, 
but he looked bloody bizarre with all the steel and wooden objects sticking out of him. Nothing more was ever publicly said about this potential person of interest, but John Childs was known as a pathological liar, so presumably his comments were not taken at face value. In 2016, a detailed report of the case from the officer in charge at the time of the initial inquiry was recovered from police archives. Alongside this report, there were items of evidence from the crime scene. It was decided that the case of Margaret Lightfoot's murder would be re-examined by a small unit of cold case detectives in a South London police station. Forensic science had advanced tremendously since the 1970s, and it was hoped that evidence on some of the items could be linked to a suspect. As Detective Inspector Susan Stansfield said, we have been lucky because we still have some property from the crime scene. We've asked our forensic scientists to re-examine those items to see if we can use any modern-day techniques. Back then, we would only have been able to fingerprint items. The new techniques included the analysis of contact or touch DNA, which could now be extracted from skin cells left behind when somebody comes into contact with an object. This was not possible in the 1970s when Margaret Lightfoot was killed. Among the pieces of evidence found were Margaret's Wellington boots. According to the police files, it was theorised that Margaret's killer had pulled off the boots. The cold case unit were hopeful that the killer's DNA had transferred onto the footwear, but there was a hurdle that they needed to overcome before they got their hopes up. The Wellington boots had been fingerprinted back in 1975, but methods used at the time could be destructive of modern DNA processes. Detective Inspector Stansfield said, We have really got our fingers crossed. So where are we now? Unfortunately, the reinvestigation only led to another dead end. The case stalled for several more years, but in 2020, another possible person of interest was suggested. Journalist Tim Hicks and retired police intelligence officer Chris Clark shared their theory that the infamous Yorkshire Ripper Peter Sutcliffe could be responsible for the murder of Margaret Lightfoot. It had been conventionally believed that Sutcliffe had launched his murders from his car. However, Chris Clark and Tim Hicks, writing for the North York's Inquirer, postulated that Sutcliffe had used his lorry to perpetrate some of the killings, one of which was the murder of Margaret Lightfoot. Sutcliffe began working as a lorry driver in September 1975. He was employed by the Common Road Tire Company, and his job took him all over the North and the Midlands. 
Hicks and Clark detailed how Margaret's murder bore some similarities to Sutcliffe's various methods, such as stalking his victim prior to the attack, the use of a ligature, the use of a knife, blows to the head, frenzied stomping, dragging of the body to a secluded area and leaving the scene undetected. That said, the Metropolitan Police Press Office refuted the claim which was presented by the North York's Inquirer. Their statement read, Having assessed all of the evidence and information available in relation to the Margaret Lightfoot case, there is nothing to link this murder to the crimes committed by Peter Sutcliffe. However, any further evidence that comes to light will be assessed and investigated accordingly. Margaret Lightfoot's murder remains unsolved. If you have any information on the case that might assist in the inquiry, please call 101 in the UK or visit police.uk to submit a report. Thank you for listening, and special thanks to our Patreon supporters. For more information on this episode, please see the show notes or visit our website, theywalkamonguspodcast.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.